Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue with the letters that the Silver King wrote from bomber school in Carlsbad, New Mexico. He's getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and writing on a downgraded stationery. Stanley writes to his family on Monday, November 22nd, 1943. Dearest ones, excuse the paper, but it's the best I have at the minute. I'm sitting in class with nothing to do. It's supposed to be study period because there is no instructor present and I have nothing to study. Besides, I want to get this off to you today as I won't be able to write tonight. I probably disappointed you again yesterday and I'm sorry. Last week was plenty rough and after dancing most of Saturday night, I was just too tired to move Sunday morning. Now I wish I hadn't promised you I would call every week. I guess I'm still lazy as before. I flew two days and two nights with six missions in all last week. There were two missions flown on each night, and we didn't get to bed until 1.30 a.m. each night. And even though we slept until 8 a.m., we were all pretty tired. It's swell riding at night, smooth as silk and really beautiful. I got quite a thrill out of it, especially seeing the lights of the city below. It looked like a big holiday tree. Bombing is much easier at night, too. The targets are outlined with bright lights like this drawing. The idea is to aim at the center light. I say it's easier because you can pick up the target before you're almost on top of it. In the daytime, the glare from the sun makes it difficult as the target seems to blend right in with the ground. At night, we use oxygen from the ground up as it is supposed to combat night blindness, which is so common among flying personnel. And to me, it's nothing but a lot of trouble, as the mass gets in my way when I'm on the site, and I can't work as fast. Maybe someday someone will find something to eliminate the use of oxygen. Flying at night gives you an eerie feeling. The plane is pitch black inside, as any lights would reflect and blind the pilot. You have to feel your way around. All the instruments are luminous, and in the nose there is an ultraviolet light used only to take the different data down for bombing. If you didn't see the ground below you, though, you'd never know you were flying. This week, all our missions will be at night, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm not sure yet, but I think one of the nights will be a navigation mission. If it is, 
it will be pilotage alone, as you can't read drift at night, and DR would be useless without that. Pilotage won't be as easy at night as it is during the day. We'll only have the lights of towns and airway beacons to orient by. That eliminates highways and railroads, which are two of the best checkpoints to find on the ground. It will be a lot of fun, though. I know you're all excited about the kids being there soon. Leona will surely need a good rest, and I'm sure Ida will see that she gets it. You will really have fun with Richie now that he's bigger. I just wish I could be there to see his face. Xmas morning. Be sure to take a lot of pictures so I can see them when I get home in January. No more news. I hope this finds you well and taking care of yourselves. Things are swell here and I'm feeling like a million. Don't be too lonesome and write soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley continues his classroom writing on Wednesday, November 24th, 1943. Dearest ones, as you can see, I'm writing from class again. I've nothing to study, and this is the best way I know to take advantage of it. Your letter came yesterday. As usual, it was swell hearing from you. You'll probably be surprised to receive two letters from me. I only wish I could write more often. I know you were surprised to find my picture in the paper. I had thought it would be in there eventually. It's done by the public relations officer on the base here. Most of the fellows have received word from home of the same. I can't say that the picture is a good one. It was taken at the base photo of which I had nothing to do with. In fact, of all the pictures they take, I neither see them or receive copies of them. It's all done for the records. On account of the picture in the paper, I received a letter from a kid in Pelham, Alabama. She wrote that she liked my picture and wants me to correspond with her. She says she's 17 and has brown hair and brown eyes. And how about that? I'm receiving fan mail now. I'll fly again tonight if the weather clears up. There has been an overcast for the past three days, making a low ceiling. Monday night we were scheduled for two missions, but didn't even get to finish the first before heavy clouds set in. I was up at 10,000 feet and just managed to get off five bombs. It was perfectly clear when we took off, but in an hour the clouds were as thick as soup. You couldn't see a foot on either side. We had to come down on instruments. At about 5,000 feet it cleared up. That is, we were under the ceiling and were able to land okay. If we don't fly tonight, it will be a break for us, as we aren't scheduled for any classes until 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, and that will mean a 
a lot of extra sleep. Besides that, tomorrow being Thanksgiving, we get the afternoon off. Two classes in the morning, and we're through for the day. And that's a good deal. I can use the rest. I'll have dinner at the base, as it will probably be a good meal. The army really spreads it on for the holidays. After stuffing myself, I'll want to take a nap. I'll go in late in the afternoon to see Mary. Open post will be until 10 p.m. I'll surely miss you tomorrow. What I wouldn't give to be able to sit down at the dinner table with you. Well, there are only seven weeks left, and I still have hopes of going back with you for a few days. I suppose Leona is busy packing. I haven't heard from her lately. I meant to ask you, is Cece coming down with them? It would be awfully lonely in the city for her with the kids gone, and you would have plenty of room since I won't be there. I know how excited you all must be. I can just see Ida. I can taste the first meal now. French fried chicken, squash, and cherry pie. Boy, if you have sent me another box, I haven't received it yet. I suppose the mails are crowded with holiday packages already. I don't want to promise to call you as I don't want to disappoint you again. You know I'll call if it's possible. Received a letter from Aunt Lena. Just a note, they are all fine. Keep well and keep writing. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley sends his family a post-holiday synopsis from class again, where he seems to have nothing to do on Friday, November 26, 1943. Dearest ones, seven o'clock in the morning in study class with nothing to study. So a letter to you. I'm glad I'm getting to write you more often as my conscience feels a little better about it. And before I go any farther, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the very sweet card. You think of everything, don't you? It surely couldn't have come at a better time. I was feeling very down in the dumps. I don't think I've ever been as homesick as I was yesterday. Oh, it was a swell day for all of us. The mess hall just put out a wonderful meal. I've enclosed the menu. You can see for yourself. I think it was mostly because of the lousy weather. It was cloudy and misty all day. Without a doubt, the worst day we've had so far. It wasn't too cold, but you know that damp and lonely feeling it leaves you with. I wanted to call you, but I knew it being holiday, the lines would be twice as crowded. I'm going to do my damnedest to call you this Sunday. Saturday night, I'm staying in for a change. Mary and I decided it would be best as we've been seeing too much of each other. So going to bed early, I might be awake in time to call you. Well, believe it or not, it's actually snowing. It's light 
and now I can see what's going on. It really is a surprise, as I never expected to see anything like this in Carlsbad. It's coming down fairly thick, and it might stick if it keeps up. The ground is wet from the rain last night. There will be no flying tonight, which is just as well. I was up Thursday night, but it was so hazy I could hardly make out the target. The clouds have been hanging over all week, making it lousy flying weather. The only drawback from missing a mission is that it will have to be made up some Sunday when I could be in town. But still, it's sleeping until 8 o'clock tomorrow morning that I'm thinking about. Yes, I still love my sleep, as you can see. There isn't much news to write about, only I'm counting the days until you get here. Only seven weeks to go. That isn't too long if you say it fast. Be sure to let me know when you get your train reservations. How many days it will take you to get here, the name of the railroad, etc. I want to make reservations for the three of us to go back. Providing I get a leave and there is a train, we can leave here the same day as graduation. We can't afford to waste any time. Also, you asked me to get you a room at the Crawford. Do you remember the La Caverna Hotel? I think it's a much better place and much nicer. Let me know what you think, as I'll have to make the reservations way in advance. Mother, I wish you would send me a list of the people and addresses to whom I should send holiday cards. Keep well, and don't be too lonesome. Write soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. Stanley has found some fresh new Carlsbad Army Airfield stationery as he writes home on Monday, November 29, 1943. Dearest ones, received your sweet letter today, the first in about three days. It isn't like you not to write, and I was a little worried. It's such a relief to know you're well and all is okay. I haven't received a box from you as yet. It surely takes a long time for it to get through. I'll let you know as soon as it comes in. I've enclosed some more snapshots. They came out a little better and will give you a better idea of how I look. Mary and I have had some swell weekends together. She's such a sweet girl. I was with her Saturday night after all. She had a bad cold, so we stayed home. I wouldn't have gone in except to keep her company. We made candy and spent a nice quiet evening. Again, I'm sorry I didn't call Sunday. I certainly had intended to, but we had to go to the hospital for a physical exam. Since we will be officers soon, we had to go through the same exam I had before when I first came in the Army. We had to be there early, and it didn't give me a chance to call. I just went through the regular laboratory tests. Wasserman, urinalysis, x-ray, etc.,
The rest of it will come someday this week. The doctor who took my medical history asked a lot of questions about the operation on my hand, and he put down on my record a slight flexor deformity. That's all I need now for something like that to keep me back. It certainly hasn't hindered me in any way. I can do everything anyone else can do. Maybe you read something in the paper about the bombing meet that we held here yesterday. Three cadets of the graduating class from all schools in the country were here to compete for the, quote, pickle barrel, end quote, trophy. The three from this school were from the class ahead of us. They graduate in three weeks, the first class to go through here. In the next meet, the three best bombardiers in my class will represent the school. I won't be one of them as my CE isn't too good. I'm still under the curve, but it's still too close for comfort. I fly again tomorrow night and will probably have two missions since we didn't complete them all last week due to the weather. It has turned pretty again, but it's cold. Perfect flying weather, smooth and clear. However, I'll be glad when we start flying in the day again. It's too damn cold up there at night. I've been thinking about you coming out and how swell it would be if you could drive. And I know you could make it a great deal faster. And I don't think it would be quite as tiresome for you. Two and a half days is a long time to spend on a train. It would be a lot more convenient for me, too. I'll have a lot of junk to take with me, and it would be simple to just throw it in the car. Of course, this all depends on whether you can get the gas. Anyhow, let me know what you think. I want you to send me my electric razor. Razor blades are scarce here, and on a top of that, hot water is at a minimum. My face is really taking a beating in the cold weather. Also, send me an extension cord if you have one around the house. Keep writing often, and I'll try to do the same. Take care of yourselves and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. We have reached the end of Carlsbad Letters Part 5 as the Silver King's writing continues from Bomber School in Carlsbad, New Mexico. He's just finished the Thanksgiving weekend and he's ready for December. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.